This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to HRN Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick. I'm Kat Johnson, the Communications Director here at Heritage Radio Network, and I'm here with Katie Mosman-Wadler, our Executive Director and my co-host. hey How's it going, Kat? Good. How are you? Good. Kat, um, that was a more subdued intro than I'm used to. Oh, yeah, there's I'm feeling, David. I'm feeling a little tired. It's a little hot, which I shouldn't be complaining because I've Hi, complained all winter. today. Yeah. But We're really excited. It's hot. We got to go up on the roof today. Yeah. It was beautiful. We had ice cream on the roof. Thank you, 100 Bogart. Um, we are excited today. We have a lot of special guests in the studio. We also have some HRN team members. We've got Dave Tadashore, our fearless engineer, in the booth making us sound great. We oh, also, what a great audience. Thank you. Yeah, they're always the loudest for you. Uh, our membership coordinator, Hannah Forden, and our Julia Child fellow, Sarah Strong, are also joining us. Hey, guys. We got some waves. We got waves. Um, so today's guest, I'm very excited about. We we came back from our season break early just because we had to have our guests on today. Um, it's been about a year since we've hung out, and they are four. Whoa, we're getting a lot of uh, banging on the studio wall. Large it's party cool. being seated in Roberta's. Um, they are four of our 2017 class of Saxelby Radio Scholars, and they're all four about to graduate um, in next month from the Food and Finance High School in Manhattan. Guys, can I have you all introduce yourselves so that people can hear your voices? Hey, guys. It's Mia Hyacinth. Woo! <laughs> Hi, guys. My name is Jaquad Austin from Food and Finance. Hi, it's Leila Yakubu, also from Food and Finance. <laughs> it's Victoria Harvey from Food and Finance. Welcome, guys. I Thanks for coming. <laughs> All the way from Hell's Kitchen to yeah. Bushwick. Uh, we also, I want to mention that we have Eliza Lehrer, who is the program director for the Food Education Fund at Food and Finance High School. Hi, guys. Um, so we're going to chat with our 2017 Saxby Radio Scholar soon. If you don't know what Saxby Radio Scholars is, if you don't know what the Food and Finance High School is, these are very important things you need to know about for your life to continue in a great way. So stay tuned. But first, Katie has a quick announcement. That's right. So as Kat mentioned, we are still actually on break, but we're off break because we couldn't resist doing a show today. Um, but the big news is that our new season begins next week. For those of you listening uh, not live, that is May 11th is the official start date of our new season. Um, so please tune in for brand new episodes of your favorite HRN shows. We have some awesome upcoming guests, we, including Danielle Balud on Inside Julia's Kitchen, Mark Rosati, the culinary director of Shake Shack, coming up on Snacky Tunes. So um, a lot of good things coming up on the books. We're also going to have a big, big, big announcement from the network office coming soon. Stay tuned. You heard it here first on HRN Happy Hour. And just to real quick clarify, the season starts on May 6th, this Sunday. 
but the yes. first episode of this show, of the new season. Oh, sorry. Is, yeah. Oh, I'm just so self-absorbed today. <laughs> first official season two episode of HR and Happy Hour, May 11th. First season date, May 6th. Thank you, David. Yes. That's right. All right. So, Saks will be scholars. It's so nice to have you. Can you just start off, for anyone who's not familiar with what the Food and Finance High School is, let's start there. Who wants to give us a little rundown of the school you go to? Okay, so um, Food and Finance High School is basically a high school that specializes in food, of course. Um, we take courses such as our internship program that gives us uh, a little bit of the finance aspect of it. And we're currently running a pop-up shop, which we'll probably get to later, I guess. Yeah. Um, but basically, we learn everything from the basics of knife skills um, to soft skills of how to talk to your boss or how to connect and how to communicate properly in kitchen um, in and outside of the kitchen, of course, because that's important to have um, social skills. And it's just every level, every grade level, you kind of step up your game. and You learn different skills, um, something new. And yeah. Is it a part of the uh, public school system in New York? Yeah, so it's a public high school, so we get school lunch like everyone else. Um, and we have really great teachers like Chef Jeff Tullock and um, Lynch, Chef Lynch. Um, Michael Lynch. Yeah, Michael Lynch, Chef Michael Lynch. And I don't know, it's just all around a great experience in the culinary field. It's a good way to get your foot into what you want to do in this life. Awesome. Well, do you guys want to talk about the pop-up that you did? People may have heard of it. It got some... Really big press. It was mentioned well, in a periodical that you may be familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> so this December, this winter, we actually opened up our first pop-up shop, Murphy's Beans and Dreams. We've always had this retail space next to Park West, and we always wanted to open up a cafe or some type of restaurant to implement our finance part into the school and our 2018 class actually was able to open it so we had murphy's beans and dreams um everybody in that um class actually was given a a part uh yeah a A role yeah Yeah. a role of what they should do so we had the executive chef the executive pastry chef we had the financing team we had the pr person which i was actually the pr person and um, I was actually able to get Murphy's Beans and Dreams in New York Times out of Manhattan Eater. So it was really fun being able to like learn the entrepreneurial side of stuff, not just culinary, but working together as a team to open a cafe. It was pretty big. And what other roles um, do the rest are the rest of you having in the pop up? So uh, my position in pop up was executive pastry chef, which was. Really great, um, super fun experience. And Vicky was one of my sous chefs, really great. Um, so we made things like three different types of muffins from my recipes. Um, we made things like pumpkin bread from another, Anna Quintero. Um, she was also another pastry chef that we had. Um, so we made blueberry muffins, chocolate chip muffins, and brown sugar. And we also had on the menu... Apple turnovers. Yes, apple, apple turnovers. <laughs> And we also had a couple other things that was donated by ore washers, too, um, along with our pumpkin uh, pumpkin bread. It's a spiced pumpkin bread with a spiced pumpkin glaze. And was it open to everybody or was it just open to students in the school? Yeah, it was open to the public. And a lot of the students were able to come. Teachers supported and everybody just came together and supported our Murphy's Be- Beans and Dreams. Actually, the entire community, they they loved it. Like, we had people coming every day. And when we actually 
closed the pop-up shop, they were sad. They were like at the window like are you guys open it was like it was crazy but i'm happy we were able to bring a pop-up shop to hell's kitchen they actually got to see what food and finance is about Mm -hmm. and layla you're going to be participating in in the next round of it right yeah i'm going to be in the next round as a pop-up shop which is going to open in a week and a half and it's called the hot diggity and we're going to be serving hot dogs and biraguas and other stuff too like little pastry stuff like cinnamon rolls and things of that nature (laughs) and I'm the executive chef so I pretty much make all the calls when it comes to what we're serving how we're going to do it the combos the signatures hot dogs stuff like that what are some of the biggest factors that go into the decisions about the menu um getting my sous chef on board I guess because he likes a lot of things so um, he he has to be the one to like tell me because like for example we had to pick mayonnaise I'm not a big fan of mayonnaise so I had him me taste neither. the mayonnaise and make sure it was good enough and other people would like it and stuff like that so I had to make sure everybody I had to get a consensus basically and make sure everyone liked it and had a good feeling about it so that everyone else that was eating it would enjoy it too. Awesome. Um, so I want to ask you guys a little bit about Saxelby Radio Scholars, which you all participated in last spring. Um, I'll give a little bit of background. So Saxelby Radio Scholars is a semester-long program for uh, juniors and seniors at the Food and Finance High School. Uh, we pick about four to six or seven students, and we work with them for 10 weeks to help them put together a radio story about food in their community. So with that being said, I would like each of you to kind of tell us a little bit about the story that you put together last last year. So I actually um, did my story on coming to America, being that my family... Um, They're actually not originated in America. They're actually from the Caribbean. My father's an immigrant of Haiti. I wanted to get his take on coming to America and the transition from Haitian food to American food. And also from my mother and her father, who's actually from Ghana, Africa. So, you know, everybody has a, a different say coming to America. They like the food here or they miss the food at home. But I actually enjoyed doing that piece. Um. What I reported on was what is the modern chef, and I kind of have this fascination with how the modern chef has become so many things outside just the kitchen, um, socially and just in general. Like, for instance, you have to be a good speaker at this point um, to be a modern chef. You have to be able to fill any position in the restaurant. You have to be able to do a plethora of things, and you can't just have to like stay in a box of what you can do as a modern chef. You have to kind of reach out and see what you can do. Um, I did mine on dislikes of food because I am a picky eater, so I figured it would be kind of different to see what other people don't like, and I chose my mom and my sister to be specific, and my best friend, who's sitting next to me. Um, yeah, I did a couple foods that they didn't like, and yeah, I put that together. The controversial one was bananas. Yeah, no one liked bananas. <laughs> I don't like bananas either. <laughs> okay, so my piece... <laughs> I love it. My piece was about passion and how it relates to cooking. Um, it was I raised the question, what is passion? And I connected it to how I felt about cooking, and I connected it to how I felt 
with my dad, like, because he used to cook all the time, and it used to help us bond in a way that was really hard to understand, but it also helped my love of cooking grow. So I just, I wanted to see if other people felt that way, and I wanted to try and put a label on how I was feeling, because it was hard to explain it to people, but when I got through the radio piece, it was like, all right, this is what I mean to say, and that's exactly how I feel. And can you tell us a little bit about the dish that you talk about your dad making a lot? You're talking about fufu? <laughs> or jollof rice. I remember you talking uh, jollof about jollof rice, rice a yeah, lot. Jollof rice is basically, it's a... Uh, okay, so you have to make a stew first, whether it be goat stew, uh, fish, chicken, any kind of meat other than pork, basically. And you make the stew, and you can put it into rice and use that. Like, you know how you would boil rice with water? You would use the stew instead. And then just boil it and cover it, make sure it gets all nice and, you know, yeah. <laughs> you can't see the hand gestures on the radio, but they're plentiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's ready to go within a matter of 30 minutes. It depends on how much you're making, but it was one of my favorite dishes. But my favorite of all time is fufu because I just, I don't know, it's ever since I was young, well, as a baby, he said that I used to love the soup. Like, I, uh, spicy didn't bother me as a kid. So he would, like, put little tastes of soup in my mouth, and I would just be like, where is it? Well, I want more. Like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> so that's just always been uh, a love of mine. Cool. <laughs> and I want to also mention that you can listen to all of our Saxby Scholars pieces on our website, heritageradionetwork.org. And I also want to shout out uh, Bill and Pam Saxelby, who are our generous uh, benefactors to make the Saxelby Scholars program possible. Um, and it's incredible that we get to hang out with people like you guys who are, have so many cool stories to tell. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you guys about was you have another event coming up um, that's it's the showcase travel banquet. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and what the theme of the event is? So the theme of the event is band countries. Um, specifically, we're going to highlight the food from those countries and the culture of those countries, and we're going to try to incorporate that and show people what it's like in those band countries, what their food is like, what their culture is like, and we're going to raise some awareness about um, things that are going on in those countries. Awesome. Not only that, it shows how much we learn through because we us the students are the ones who make the food so it shows how much we learn and what we learn about the countries awesome these are countries under the travel ban yeah yes so you guys will like do the research of the countries and then put that into the dishes that you're going to make at the dinner yeah very cool um well i want to talk a little bit about what your plans are after you graduate because you're all graduating in less than a couple months uh but let's take a really quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about that be right back
My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. No, thank you, Roberta's. We're back with HR and Happy Hour. I'm Kat Johnson. I'm here with my co-host, Katie Mosman-Wadler. Uh, and today our guests are our 2017 class of Saxelby Radio Scholars. We have Nia, Jaquad, Layla, and Victoria. And they are all about to graduate from high school. Yes, and we are. as we were just saying, they're like light years beyond where I think personally I was as a senior in high school. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and they all have some very exciting plans coming up for what they're going to do after graduation. So guys, do you want to just jump in and tell us what you're going to be up to? Well, I'm graduating food and finance, sadly. I'll miss it so much. But I was accepted to Delaware State University, and I'll be going to the College of Business. Can I drop a bomb? Well, can you drop a bomb? I need a flex bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll be going to Delaware State University at HBCU. And um, for the summertime, I'll be continuing my internship at Orwash's Bakery, the best bakery in New York City. Yeah. We love Orwash's. The best. Yes, I love Orwash's, too. And then I'll also have an internship at Rachel Van Dosen PR Company, which I'm really excited for because I really want to get my foot into PR and culinary and hospitality. So I'm excited. Go, girl. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I just recently won a full tuition two-year scholarship for my associates in pastry and baking at the CIA, Culinary Institute of America. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and in between that, I'll probably be doing a internship either at Gramercy Tavern or with Daniel Balut. No big deal. <laughs> okay. Well, I got accepted to Cobble Skill, you know, upstate school. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to continue with the culinary path because I think I've had enough of it, just a little bit. <laughs> but I'm going to go into applied psychology, going for my bachelor's. So, yeah. Awesome. Congrats. <laughs> Um, I will be attending Kobo School too, but I won't be doing culinary either. I do in the later future, but I want to do veterinary and animal science. So, yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Congrats, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Can you have any other questions for our illustrious, illustrious guests? I do. I do. I, you know, I have to like be that one to say, um, you know, it's been now, um, you know, but what, half a year since we finished the program. Oh, more, a year. More, a yeah. Year. Um, since we got through with Saxelby Scholars, and I would love to hear from you guys um, two, two things. So we can kind of go down the line and you can answer both. But one, what was the biggest challenge that you faced during the Saxelby Scholars program or like the hardest thing to pick up? And then um, what is your favorite thing that you learned uh, during the program? Well, the hardest part was talking because I'm shy, especially on mic. So it was hard trying to find people to talk to about their dislikes because apparently people like stuff unlike me. So (laughs) it was kind of hard trying to find people and my favorite part would be recording because I never recorded anyone. 
and it was like different to have to like no gotta do it over you laughed you did this something isn't right gotta keep yeah i experienced something different the hardest part um about this sex will be scholars piece was figuring out how to say what i meant because a lot of times I would say something and it wouldn't come out the way that I mean it. But with this, I could put it on paper and I could be like, okay, this is not what I mean. And I could change it to something that's more suitable to my idea and what I'm trying to express. And my favorite part was the f hearing the final finished piece because in the beginning, you know, I asked, what is passion? And no one said, stopped giving me, you know, t problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I just enjoyed having, hearing myself and my family members and everyone that I interviewed just flow perfectly. And it's just, it was good. Um, I think the hardest thing for me was seeing how, like Layla said, how it would all come together. Like in the very beginning, when I was trying to find people to interview, I actually lost some of my footage uh, or recordings rather that I did. And I was kind of upset about that but I kind of bounced back and found another person to interview and I just wanted to see how it would all really come together because I had so many different ideas going into this piece and I wasn't sure how to refine those ideas and how to pick which one to really go with and which direction to go with and then I liked seeing it all come together at the end. The best part for me was getting to kind of use that as an opportunity to network with other chefs and to really get my name out there I guess. Okay. Hmm. The first question was my least favorite, right? Well, what was the biggest challenge? Challenge. All right. I think the biggest challenge for me was finding out what I wanted to talk about. With me, I'll think about one thing one minute and then I'll switch it up and then talk about something else. Like, uh, sometimes I could just be all over the place when it comes to my mind. But I finally was able to, like... <laughs> <laughs> excuse me get down to one thing and I spoke about coming to America because you know it was a lot of things happening politics I wanted to just talk about you know immigration and stuff but in a happy way you mm -hmm. know so that was like a challenge but I finally got that together and my favorite part I feel like what everybody else said was hearing the final piece it was kind of exciting like I finally did my own podcast like I can do this by myself. <laughs> this is big. Like, I'm on the radio. I'm doing big things. I was really excited. So, and being at Roberta's and meeting you guys and working with everybody here and everybody else finding peace, it was pretty exciting. I think another great thing, um, speaking to what Nia said, is hearing each other's podcasts, actually, and hearing what we all had to say in different ways. Some of us were saying um, somewhat similar things sometimes, and it was interesting to see the perspective to each person um everybody had something that they were passionate about and wanted to speak about it was great to hear that yeah but i mean yeah just hearing everybody's final piece was big because i mean everybody's a picky eater at some time i finally found out my passion i found out what layla passion was and then we found out what a modern chef is and then we found out that we're all modern chefs and everybody we go to food and finance with are modern chefs so you know it was really like epic awesome <laughs> we're so proud of you guys yeah, you did thank you. an awesome thank awesome you. job and we're really excited to see what you're going to do next mm -hmm. thank you and also i also want to thank another person um help me with her name at bloomberg um we visited bloomberg 
with one oh, of our of alum. Yeah, Liz Smith. Liz Smith. Yes. Um, a former HRN engineer. Yes. Did an incredible food field trip yes. for us at Bloomberg. I slipped and said food trip be- trip because <laughs> it was, they have so many snacks at Bloomberg. Trip. It's they crazy. Do. Yeah. Do you guys want to <laughs> tell a little bit about that trip that we took? Well, it was exciting because, you know, you hear about Bloomberg, you think, oh, yeah, that's the mayor. We're about to go to his building. But there were so many people there who, I guess, work for him. And we were able to be on the radio with her. And there was a lot of food there. <laughs> there was like snacks every single floor. Every floor we went to, there was Oreos, pretzels, Rice Krispies. I was like, oh, I can work here. I like this. Yeah. But going to the radio station at the Bloomberg Building was was, cool. was beautiful. It's it was a little beautiful. different than this, right? Of yeah. course. <laughs> I mean, we we love a burger. It's different, but the same. It's different, but the same. Yeah. yeah. There's some microphones. There's some food. I mean, of course. Oh, this our food's here. better. Actually, it might not. Ours <laughs> maybe isn't as shiny, but that's okay. Oh, pizza. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> pizza's fine. I can take pizza over Oreos. Yeah. Our, yeah. our glass is the plexi variety, but our pizza is the real deal. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Liz also um, because she's got a new podcast out, The Paycheck, and it sounds awesome. Everybody, please um, give that a listen. Uh, it's really interesting about um, employment equality. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you guys. Do a lot of people in high school right now, do they listen to podcasts? Um, I honestly, right now, I don't think so. I I really think we need to start listening to podcasts. After doing a podcast myself, I started listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. But I think that more teenagers need to. It's really... Or just getting to starting or making your own podcast. Like, that... It's fun. Mm -hmm. I think um, when it comes to stuff like podcasts, we haven't really reached that point where we have that peak of interest yet. And I think that, like Nia said, as soon as you get exposed to it and as soon as you start listening to one, you're like, oh, wow, there's other great podcasts that I can listen to. And maybe I start my own. Maybe I start my own. Maybe I don't. Or, you know, there's different directions to go in. But I think podcasts are awesome. And I think we're going to get there soon. I think that people should start listening to podcasts, especially for people who watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, like, I watch a YouTube channel and he makes podcasts and he's funny. It's a comedy podcast and he um has guests come on and they talk for about a half hour and he makes podcasts every week so i think we should at least help expose people to it yeah we're getting it slowly for sure because everybody's on this youtube thing making youtube channels there's cooking channels that i watch i think if we can bring it to podcasts that would be something different yeah and a lot of people don't listen to podcasts as jaquas said because it doesn't like spark their interest mm-hmm. and i feel like it's better than having to you know have to watch something all the time when you hear something it's it's better for you to listen because sometimes when you're watching something there's subtitles and you can just read it okay anyone can read um, unless you're blind but, <laughs> but there's braille it's fine <laughs> yeah and then you know when you're listening to something it's different it helps you understand where the person is coming from you can hear the tone of voice you can hear all these different things and there was a podcast that you guys showed us when you were teaching us how to make the podcast and uh, I think it was a guy or someone on a bike and they were interviewing someone and you could like hear them on the bike you hear the grass crunching and them running around trying to get you know and it was like you were there but you weren't there like it's it's an experience that's like kind of like virtual reality in a way when you're listening to it it's like oh wow like I can imagine if I'm there and I can hear all the 
real world things that are happening around them. So audio is if the that, most visual if that medium. Was something that was popular and a lot of people were interested in it. I think it would just through the roof. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing Saxby Scholars again next year. What advice would you give to someone who is considering doing the program? I want to say, don't be shy. Make sure you network with people. It's really fun. Like. This opportunity, it allowed all of us to network with great people and get our foot through the door with PR, just radio. I mean, just just do it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Nia um, completely. I was actually welcomed back to the restaurant where I went to uh, with Chef Danny Bowen to interview him. And although, sadly, I lost his interview, it was just a great experience getting to meet him and hear a little bit about his path and what made him the chef that he is today. Um, I think also this podcast gives you something that goes outside of just if you're in culinary or if you're in PR. It gives you a self a self satisfaction feeling at the end of the day because you know like wow I put it out this amazing podcast and I did this myself or I did this with a team of people who are like really passionate about what I am too. Um, I think what Nia said don't be shy because when I was when I first did this I was like I'm gonna feel stupid talking <laughs> into a mic like just talking to myself but when you hear the end result it's all worth it like it's not it's nothing to be afraid of it's just you speaking and then listening to it back it's it's not the end of the world there's no reason to be afraid and that way you can voice your opinion to the world there's a lot of people that are afraid to speak because they feel like no one's listening but when you do a podcast and it gets a little bit of exposure you're like okay yeah some people are listening to this 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 might be something that I could work with you know and expand off of like if you make your own podcast and you do all this it'll be something big that you didn't even know it could be I think my advice would be to be open-minded because you need a lot of opinion when recording and getting um, recording on your topic. Yeah, so I think you should be open-minded and willing to um, hear people, like she said, listen to what they have to say, and it'll make it a lot easier to record and put together and understand not only from your perspective but someone else's. Great advice. Great advice. Um, okay, well, on our show Happy Hour, we <laughs> always like to end things up with trivia. And we always come up with some some fun trivia based on who our guests are. So, quick shout out to, to our one scholar who couldn't be here today, Nicole Marino. Um, she is currently at uh, the Culinary Institute of America, so she couldn't join us. But I wanted to give her a shout out because... Part of the trivia is inspired by her. One thing that we talked a lot about when we were doing the scholar program was food trends. There was, you know, there were raw cookie dough shops popping up, cupcakes. New York is known for a lot of these food trends. And you guys were all always on top of what was new and going on. So the trivia that I wrote for you today is about food trends. I love the ball. (laughs) Are you ready? Okay. It's shouted out style trivia. Yeah, so just whenever you're ready. I'm going to start off pretty easy. Okay. What pastry invented by Dominique Anzel in 2013 was so popular that by the third day of its existence, 100 people stood in line to buy them? I believe that's the cronut. <laughs> From the executive pastry <laughs> chef. <laughs> good job. Good job. All right. What dish, also known as a new type of sushi, originated in Hawaii? Is it pokey? 
Yes. <laughs> On a roll. These are too easy. <laughs> All this right. one's hard. This one's a little bit harder. I feel like this is one that Nicole would probably know, though, because she was a big fan of this. So cookie dough shops like dough are one of the latest New York food trends. What two ingredients are left out to make sure the dough is safe to eat raw? Oh, eggs. Eggs? Yes. Yeah, eggs is definitely one of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like it could be butter for some reason. No. Is it milk? No, no. It's not milk. Or flour. Gluten? Oh. Is it flour? Yes. Oh, I thought about flour. So flour is also not safe to eat raw. So they, they'll... This is news to me. Yeah. So Apparently. I should not be eating it out of the bag like I have been? <laughs> I just I, doubled. I guess you're going to have to limit yourself, David. I don't think I it's... I thought one of the things that they did was like they toast the flour first That's too, exactly what they do. So yeah. do we know what the major concern is in the flour? It's probably just the same way you would like rinse your grains, I assume. It's like there could potentially be like some impurities in there. You would totally oh, rinse your guys, grains. Guys, I had chicken over rice with uh, <laughs> salad today. Am David, I going to get E. coli? You are. You already have it. It's too late. Uh, it's that romaine. So I, I did read, I did some research into that. They basically, they pasteurize eggs and they heat the flour so that the dough still real, technically has those ingredients in it, but they are safe to eat. Does the flour also have a lot to do with just toasting it so it doesn't taste like raw flour? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a question for Jaquad. Yeah. He says yes. Definitely. <laughs> I, I would wonder how, yeah, taste versus safety. Yeah. Gotta have both. Yeah. Okay. Um, I prefer taste over safety. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Impossible Foods. Have you guys heard of Impossible Foods? Yeah. So the Impossible Burger. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're a company that makes plant-based meat products. What fast food restaurant recently started serving their version of the Impossible Burger? White Castle. Yes. <laughs> you know Danny Bowen, so it makes sense that you would know that. Uh, he was at the launch party, I guess it was. Yeah, Questlove was there too. Yeah, it was a, it was a who's who of food personalities. Um, all right, last question. These trendy vegetables cause a stir this time every year when foragers find many of them growing in the Appalachian Mountains. Ramps. Yep. <laughs> How do you know this? Jaquan just, just <laughs> destroyed at trivia. He is the modern chef. <laughs> He's also good at trivia. One quality of the modern chef. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us and for playing along with our trivia and for telling us about your senior year and rehashing Saxelby Radio Scholars. I definitely encourage everyone that's listening to go listen to all of their pieces. You can find it under our schedule under special programming Saks will be scholars so take a listen they're all about five to seven minutes long so perfect amount of time to tune in and don't forget follow food and finance high school on instagram you'll see everything we're doing everything we're cooking every event we have follow us that's great pr yeah (laughs) we have some more shout outs Um, I just want to say a quick shout out to my Instagram, um, chef to be 360 You can follow me. I have some really great content. Um, I'm working on some great collaborations. I have a blog, too. So um, you can find a link at chef to be 360 on Instagram. Follow me. Anybody else? You can follow me, too. Hold <laughs> on. I almost <laughs> forgot my Instagram. It is <clears throat> ni.thezoe, ni.thezo. You can follow me in yeah, you'll see everything I'm doing in the PR world. Really quick, <laughs> Nia, do you remember one of the first days that we had class, you told us what your nickname was? I have a lot of nicknames. Do you, do you remember the one I'm talking about? Queens. Oh, no. Wait, it's not... <laughs> the Zoe? 
No, it was really funny. You said your one of your nicknames was Grandma. Oh, <laughs> so apparently, you know, everybody at Food and Finance thinks I'm a, a old lady or a grandma. You know, I'm I'm like the Haitian grandma, so they call me Grandma. <laughs> I will never forget that. I was like Grandma. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I am like the oldest in the entire class. I was oh, really? born first, so there you go. Yeah. Aww. No, that's a good thing. And that was more of an aw, not yeah, a yeah. It was a, like aw, that's aww. great. Oh, it, it was cute. Aw. <laughs> okay, I got it. For the but next yeah. five minutes, we're just gonna all say aw in different aww. ways. It'll be fun. Aww. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I have a lot of nicknames, but that's the most famous. They call me Queens. They call me Hyacinth. They call me Neither Zone. They call me The Zone. You know. <laughs> A woman of many nicknames. Drop the bomb, drop the bomb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Nia, Jaquad, Layla, Victoria, Eliza, thank you all for joining us again for Happy Hour. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys for coming. We're really proud of you. (laughs) Can't wait to see what the future has in store. We'll be back. Yes, you will. You're welcome here anytime you want. Anytime for pizza and radio. Speaking of pizza, <laughs> hmm. that's our show. Let's yep. get out of here. <laughs> Thanks, David, Hannah, Sarah, Katie. Thanks, See you next week. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. HRN Happy Hour is powered by Simplecast. Simplecast is a popular hosting and analytics platform that allows podcasters to easily host and publish to apps like Apple Podcasts. If you have a podcast or are looking to create your very first, check it out. Try it for free and save half off your first three months at simplecast.com forward slash heritage.